Hey everyone, welcome back to Girl Things, the podcast. We're back again to wade through the highs and lows of life. I'm Naomi, the rogue 30-year-old with no children. And I'm Erin, the complete opposite with two children. And And a husband. Yeah. And a wife, me. Um, Okay, this episode we're going to discuss in a little more detail and wisdom specifics. Erin's birth stories of her two little children, the two little lights of her life, some may say. and (laughs) Some days. Some days, not every day, but they are the light (laughs) of my life and many other people's lives. Uh, So we're going to chat through that, some things that she recommends, um, a bit of some of the differences between each of the births or things that were similar. Anything else you'd like to add to that? No, we'll just run through and see where it takes us yeah this did receive quite a high number of votes on our most recent market research poll (laughs) the 100 people that (laughs) respond to our poll you know what people say when you think you're you know not killing it in social media or whatever not that we really care but they always say like imagine that many people standing in a room yeah it's like what we have a hundred and something followers like that's a lot of people to be in this room right now it's quite a small room, so but yes. you're one of them, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. But also, thank you. share the love, share the pod with your pals. Um, on that note, let's kick off with our highs and lows. And what's something you've been loving this week? My high was your birthday. Uh, we just had a really nice day. It was just lovely. We just trekked around. We had a nice brekkie. We did a little bit of shopping. We ran into your whole team of work colleagues, which was really... Love that for me. That would only that. happen to me. Only happen to you. I feel like it would also happen to me. Yeah. Um, you handled it really well. Thank you. Really well. It was like 20 people, everyone. <laughs> it was the, a lot. Like the middle of George Street, Sydney. <laughs> I just looked like Erin's weird rogue leg. <laughs> She's like, She's on annual leave. Yeah. So like, they know. I got really defensive. <laughs> I was like... She didn't want to run into anyone from work. <laughs> and after I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't oh tell them God. that. It's probably a little bit offensive. Anyway. No, they know. Um, that day was a high. It was, was really nice. Well, I have one more high. Oh, sorry, darling. I went and got my skin checked today and the lady that did it said everything was fine and there's nothing to worry about, which is really nice. And you were a little bit concerned. I was a little bit just because I've had some times in my past of like sun baking and things like that. Nothing crazy. Like I can only remember getting really badly sunburnt a handful of times. But yeah, you know, it all contributes to something. Exactly. It's always, it's good to get your skin checked. You know what? I should take that advice and go and get my checked. Everyone should. It's it's good to get on top of those things early in life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about that. And my low, I have just been over the past week on my phone so much. It's actually making me so angry at myself. Mm. But then I try to be gentle and, and sort of reassure myself and say, it's okay, you can go on your phone for a little while. Then I end up being on it for four hours. <laughs> I'm like, what did people used to do when they didn't have phones? I don't know. The other day you said, Naomi said to me, um, oh my God, that's something I could do when I'm at home. Cook. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm just really over myself. I'm over living in this technological age. I know, too bad it's not going Because anywhere. it just keeps me distracted from doing more wholesome things. I mean, things. you're acting like all you do is look at your phone. You work bloody 12-hour shifts and you go to the gym almost every day. I know, but then it's the in-between. If I'm not seeing people, that brings me a lot of joy. If I'm not seeing people or have plans to do something, I'm just kind of sitting at home getting into Scroll City and I just yeah. hate it. What would you prefer to do? Read a book? I don't know. Oh. I actually don't know. Take up a hobby. Paint. Well, You're see, quite creative. I am quite creative. But the thing is, I also don't like having clutter and excessive things. Same. So the thought of... I, I often look at people who paint and I think, I would love to get into a little bit painting. But then I'm like, oh, you have to have so many things. You could just take all Rick's stuff. That's true. I could just come here and paint. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're here almost every day. You have a day I off know. anyway. <laughs> May as well pull out the paints. Yeah. Could do it here. Yeah. Could do a nude painting um. of you. <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> For my uh, lounge room wall and then everyone mm. get a little treat when they come over. Yeah. That would be uh, a treat. What's something that you've been loving? Something I'm loving at the moment is this Summer Fridays facial oil. mm One of my friends, Janelle, she works at Mecca. Shout out to Janelle. Sometimes she gives me, you know, these like gift packs of things. Um, And it's like Christmas and it's the best day ever. And this was in one of those little packs that she gave me once. And it's so nice. It's so Mm. good for winter. It's a really thick sort of consistency. Um, And it's just really nice oil. What do Summer Fridays do? I feel like I've heard of them Yeah, they do the jet lag mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, it comes in that blue tube yeah yeah quite a viral product yeah yeah okay I know. yeah it's nice all right what about you darling what's your high low what are you loving um my high was the same as your high it was friday my birthday it was so nice just like a really nice chill day i'm not who like got a- you the best present um <laughs> i don't want to say <laughs> No, nah, it's actually so funny. Like, everyone always says that I'm a really hard person to buy for. Yeah. Um, which I do validate. Like, I, I think that I am quite a hard person to buy for because I don't like a lot of things. And the things I do like, I'm quite fussy about. And yeah. also, I just, like, buy it for myself. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but everyone did so well. Yeah. Which was really nice. Mm. Like, um, yeah. But you. Um, <laughs> and then my. So that was my high. My birthday was just nice. I'm not like a party gal, so it was kind of nice just to have like a really chill day, chill night. Um, yeah, I loved it. And then my low was just feeling so tight. Like the last mm. couple of days, I don't know if it's just like I've done a lot of like social things in the last week or so. Um, and then had a couple of nights where Enrico had things on. And so I had the kids. And so I've just been feeling so exhausted. Last night, I literally went to bed at 8 p.m. Like I went yeah. to sleep oh, at wow. like quarter past eight. Tired. I was so tired. Um, I just put the kids to bed and went to sleep. But then kind of like as a second tier to that low is because I'm so tired, I keep going to bed with the kids. And then I don't have any time in the day that I'm awake and they're not. Mm. Which, like, some people are fine with and their kids go to bed at 10 and they don't mind. But I just can't – I can't do that. Like, I really need those, like, few hours, even if it's an hour and a half after they go to sleep, for me to be awake without them. Mm. Um, So I've been finding that a bit hard. Yeah, just to, like, watch something or read my book. I've, Mm. like, I'm really enjoying reading. So 
yeah, I found that a little bit hard, but you know, it's, it is something I can like quite easily fix. I just have to not go to sleep. I know. But that's, <laughs> um, ah, that's, that feels annoying though. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It just comes in waves though. Like this yeah, is just right. a moment in time. It'll okay. like, it'll pass. I'm sure when like. Love that positive you know, outlook. Yeah. I mean, ask me in a few nights, but <laughs> for now. Um, and then something I'm loving is not a particularly tangible thing, but I have been listening to the latest episode, I believe, of Beyond the Bump podcast, which mm. is kind of like a mummy podcast, but you like it. I really like it, yeah. They have really interesting people on. It is yeah, very, like, parenting do. content. Heavy, yeah. But if you're just sort of interested in that kind of stuff, it's still really good. Yeah, if you're interested in parenting, birth, like, health kind of things, yeah, I think it's a great podcast. Um, but they they did an episode with a like pretty well renowned doctor. Yeah, a pediatrician. Yeah, and it was just great for someone who has like quite um I don't know, deep like child health anxiety. Yeah, it, like your health anxiety is related to your kids getting yeah, sick. I don't, yeah, it's got nothing to do with me being sick. Yeah. I don't ever think about me being sick. But yeah, when they're sick I get really anxious. So it was really nice to like listen to a very normal fair level-headed pediatrician with children of their own talk about the actual reality of sicknesses how many Mm -hmm. sicknesses are normal what you can do to treat it and stuff like that like I found it I was like oh and also like really explain the concept of like a fever and gastro gastro really well yeah like and give me like a really kind of like basic explanation that I feel like anyone would be able Mm. to understand I really enjoyed it I thought it was really good um and like empowering for me to make my own decisions about my kids health but with like a good base level of knowledge I've tried to like really stop following a lot of those like sicky kid kind of Instagram pages because they were just even I hurting them for a little while and little wall hurting my soul yeah I feel like I said following them for a little while Oh, yeah, yeah. the wall works. Because you said soul and I think it meshed in my brain. So sorry. <laughs> Can you refrain from doing that, please? <laughs> really inconsiderate. Um, they do, though. Yeah, they they're really... such distressing content Very sometimes. distressing. I think if you're, like, an angsty person, don't follow them. I don't even have kids and I was like, oh, my God, if I have kids, like, what if they... Oh, I was like, what? like, that's so cooked. Yeah, I have definitely found unfollowing them... My kids have been sick like once or twice with very minor things since. And I like didn't have the same panic response that I do every other time. So that's Well, that's nice. good. Yeah. Just honestly, unfollow things that are not helpful. Yeah. That's it. That's my advice. Um, if you take nothing else away, take that. Take that. Yeah. All right. And thanks well... for listening to today's podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Tell us a little bit about the two children that you have. Um, yeah, so I have two kids. I have a boy, Mars. He is four and a half. So he was born at the beginning of 2019. And then I have a little girl, Mello. She is, I don't know, between one and a half and two, 20 something months old. Mm-hmm. And she was born in 2021 in COVID. Lovely. Do you want to just take us back to your the first few days prior to labor starting? Maybe start with Mars and how you were feeling and what was happening. Yeah, so um, with Mars, I really testing my memory, but 
the f- my, both of the babies, both of them were overdue by like a week or a week and a bit. I think a week exactly for mm. both of them. Um, so the few days before labor with, I guess both of them, but particularly with Mars, I was just like any minute now, my yeah. water's just going to crash onto the floor and we're going to be there. Um, and then I went to the hospital cause it's quite overdue and they said, uh, we will induce you at like a day shy of 42 weeks or something. So they were like, that was in like, say five days from when I went to the hospital. And I was like, okay, then like, I'll just go back home in the depths of summer and just chill in. Yeah. And just chill in the air con and see what happens. And then, um, I woke up and went into labor, but the lead up was kind of like just me, like really, like if anyone, I mean, those last few weeks of pregnancy for anyone feel like a lifetime, but I think particularly if you've gone overdue, like it just feels like one day feels like a week, Mm. like it's a lot. And so I think you play a lot of mind games. So I was really struggling like, wow, I'm going to be pregnant forever, like by (laughs) the end of it. Um, but I remember the night before we all had dinner together. Yeah, we did. And we were ch- did we have grilled? Probably. No, we had I like we had Indian or something. Oh, it was Eljana. Yeah. Yeah. And then I drank for some reason. I had like. She drank wine. It was crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had, um, I drank Metamucil. I think like oh, I was yeah. constipated or something. And I'm convinced that's what put me into labor. Mm. It had to have been the Metamucil. It was the Metamucil. Any overdue pregnant women out there, have a Metamucil. Yeah. And with Mello, the few days leading to labor, I, um, she, Mello was different to Mars. So Mars, I went into labor naturally, like just woke up and my body went to labor and Mello, I was induced. And just with Mars, did your waters break or anything? Um, in labor they broke, but not prior to labor. Mm. Did you have any birth plans for either birth? Uh, you did for Mars. I remember you had a whole... Did I? Oh, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. I had like... I wouldn't say it was like a rigid birth plan. Like it wasn't like this is what is going to happen. It was mm. like in this case, I'd like for this to happen kind of yes. thing. And I think the f- the main driver of that was that I had in my head that I wanted to have a vaginal birth with no epidural and so because of that I had like oh if you know I just had like a couple of ideas of things that I'd want to happen um and then you know what was my personal worst case scenario which I know some people choose and that's totally fine you do you but my personal one was having to be taken in for an emergency c-section and so it was just like if that happens like these are the things I want to happen that kind of thing yeah but with mellow I didn't have anything like that I was like whatever happens happens yeah um, we'll just go for it so different I feel yeah I think the first yeah I think the first time I just like with Mars I just really wanted to feel like I am quite a controlling person, I guess. And I just wanted to feel like I, if I wasn't able to talk, if labor got really rough and I wasn't able to like have input, like Mm. Enrico kind of knew what to say or he knew what I wanted and the midwives knew what I wanted. And for Mars, I do think it really helped. Like the midwives were really like accommodating to what Mm. was on the birth plan. Yeah. But then I didn't have one with Mellow and it was fine too. So either mm. way works. Yeah. Well, it was so much quicker with Mellow as well. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with Mars, the experience was different. Like you had 
and also he wasn't a COVID baby as opposed to yeah. yellow. But Mars was like, you set up the room really nicely. Yeah. You had your music. You had your salt It was a lamp. much like slower progression into mm. labor. There was more people there. Like we had both of our mums and my sister there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was much of a like journey through yes. labor. Whereas Mello was just so quick. Like I didn't have time. And in the middle of COVID, like Enrico was barely there. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have time to do anything like that. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, did you do anything prior to birth to prepare your vagina or your heart or your mind? <laughs> Firstly, vagina. Secondly, heart. Thirdly, mind. Uh, no. There, I wish I did, but no, I didn't. Maybe my... You wish you'd done things for your vagina or your yeah, heart Yeah, like, I mind? wish I... Or all three. All three. <laughs> the trifecta. No, I wish... <laughs> the ultimate trifecta. The vagina, the heart, and the mind. Um... Yeah, I wish I, I wish I like maybe. What do you wish you'd done? I don't know. Maybe I did. I never did like the perineal massages, and I tore both times. So Mm -hmm. maybe that would have been nice. But I'm pretty sure there's no like scientific evidence to back up perineal massage. They just say it's supposed to help. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Like we said last episode, do you research? (laughs) Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I Um, feel like there is some scientific research because I know um, Australian Birth Stories. She has like a perineal massage guide. And she's oh, quite, um, like, factually... Maybe. Know. We'll have to look it up. Correct. Um, well, yeah, I would trust her over me. So yeah. let's go with her option. Uh, answer. So... So you didn't But, like, I wish I, I didn't massage. do that. Yeah. No. I just, like, when I was pregnant, and everyone's different, but, like, the last thing I wanted to be doing was that. Touching your puss, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I just, like, you're so sensitive and, like, big. It's, like, it's yeah. just not... Yeah, I, it wasn't for me. Um, were you having um, any sexual intercourse, like, whilst you were quite heavily pregnant? Yeah, probably. Maybe, like... Well, I was, yeah. Oh, with Mars, I don't remember. Like, we would have been, yeah. <laughs> I blocked it out. It was really... Yeah. <laughs> no, probably, like, once a week, once a fortnight. Maybe less. I really don't know. What's that like? Having sex when you're pregnant? Like, super heavily pregnant. I can imagine when you're I can only, early I can, in your pregnancy, it's, it's just, just like whatever. Yeah, I can only remember, like vividly remember doing it once when I was overdue because they say that having sex can yeah. help put you into labor because something between like semen or something and... something in the semen. Yeah, with the... Cer- yeah, yeah, that's right. So I can remember doing it for that because I was like, dear God, this baby's never coming. Like mm. we may as well try this. <laughs> Last resort. Um, <laughs> and it just... It's not, it's like kind of uncomfortable in the sense that like you're so big, like your body is like kind of unfamiliar. Everything's like a little bit more sensitive and not necessarily in a good good way. way. Mm. Yeah. So more like uncomfortable, I guess. Okay. Um, But it's not terrible. I mean, it's more that you can't be bothered. Like you're so big, you're so over it. It was 40 degrees every day. Yeah. Um, And then my heart and my mind. (laughs) (sighs) Just a never-ending thing to work on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't, really I don't know what I did for those. Darling, you did hypnobirth or whatever that thing called. Oh, true. Called. Yeah, I forgot about that. See what I mean? I have the memory. I'm glad I'm here to remind you Thank of all God. the things that you actually did No, do. that's right. We did a calm birth course. Calm birth. That's the Which, one. honestly, I feel like it helped Enrico more than it helped me. Mm. Because when you're pregnant, you feel everything. You're carrying the baby. You are familiar yeah. with the baby but 
he's not. It's yeah. he's just got a wife with a big belly, mm, and sometimes he feels a kick and really yeah. big knockers. Yeah. Um. So I think it was like good for him to kind of do the course and like understand what happens in labor mm. and how he can help and the things that he can do that. And there were a lot of things that he used, like tools, proverbial tools that he mm. used in when I was in labor that made a big difference. Um, so funny. I remember him like trying the same things when I was in labor with Mello and I was just like, shut up. Like I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want a bar of it. That's um, so funny. Like what? Give us an example. Like one of the main things they say in calm birth is like, if your facial muscles are relaxed, like your other muscles, like in your vagina and just like oh, your body will relax. Okay. Everyone stop something running. Something like that. Yeah. Stop something running, relax something along those lines. Mm. Um, but just like the more relaxed your body is, the more your baby's able to move down and out. Um, and I remember like when I would start like having a contraction and like really tensing up my face and like frowning and all like crying a lot, he would be like, it's okay. Like relax your face. And it like would really bring me back to the present and be like, okay, I need to relax my face and like relax my body. I would mm. just tell myself that. And I remember he, he walked in the room with Mello. We'll get to that, but he got there and um, I was just like, screaming like I was well and it was so, an induction as well so yeah it was, and it was so, so hard much further fast. into labor mm. than it would have been at the time with Mars there was no slow progression there was no bloody Nico's red truck playing in the background no. <laughs> um great song guys highly yeah recommend. and so and Nico's red truck oh we oh, got a little snippet sorry. hello hey. love that um no such a banger anyway so he like said that to me in my labor with Melo and I was like I can't like what, you do it then like I was so angry I was like how dare you walk in here and tell me to relax you how dare you walk idiot? in here after sitting on the couch with Naomi drinking a Bailey's yeah 15 Triggered. minutes ago Triggered. and now you're here telling me to relax also we live five minutes away what took you so fucking long <laughs> I was furious I just my I was so calm and chill in my labor with Mars from my memory don't ask the people that were there and um yeah. Yeah, with Mellow, I was just the complete opposite. But yeah, I think I did the I did the calm birth, which I do highly recommend. It's like a bit pricey, kind of, but particularly it, like for women who are expecting their first baby. Do you think? Yeah, I anyone? think for your, I think for anyone. I think yeah. if you didn't do it for your first, it might be a good idea to do it for your second. Mm. I think as well, if you've had like quite a traumatic birth, it can really like because it's not like anti epidural or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It's just like empowering you to like know what's happening in your body Mm. and the phases that you're going to go through and to recognize what means what and stuff like that and like tools that you can use to get through because even if you're going to have an epidural there will be a time where you're in pain before you're able to get it so it's like using things like that and I just found it to be like really really helpful yeah for us um yeah, those are the only things I can think that I yeah. prepped myself with. Amazing. Didn't you do some, like, raspberry leaf tea or something like that for vaginal prep? I did for both babies. That's, I is think, that raspberry. Vagina or is no, that, like, I, thinning your cervix? Oh, again, I don't, don't I don't know. Raspberry you leaf were, um, tea is something to do with the length of your labor, I believe. Oh, interesting. I do remember with Mars, you were in a bit of a woo-woo stage. Not, there's nothing wrong with being woo-woo or a bit goopy. We love that. 
yeah, sometimes. Yeah, a bit goopy. Um, well, yeah. You know, like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, but I just like... Oh, right. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. Um, um, we can lean to the goopy side at times. Yeah. Because it's at just times, fun. I was... You know why I was being like that with Mars? Fun. Being a bit woo-woo is so fun sometimes. It you is fun. way more like that with Mars than you were with Mellow. With Mars, think, you were like always had a fucking rose quartz crystal in your bra and shit. Did I? Yes, babe. How do you not remember these things? I very, very, I very vividly, (laughs) (laughs) I very vividly remember a post that you put on Instagram and it was of all your little crystals. I wasn't pregnant then. I know what you're talking about. I wasn't pregnant then. To charge them up in the moon. (laughs) Oh my God, you would never do that now. (laughs) The only thing you're charging up in the moon is the fucking washing you put out three days ago. (laughs) That you not brought inside <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you got me i'm crying it's so true three days ago fucking eight days ago jesus christ um no yes i would never can you imagine me uploading a photo of my crystals oh. charging them in the moon now i know but it was like such a thing like like Six, oh five, my six, god yeah, i have like ago. secondhand embarrassment for myself no, it's funny. there's we nothing wrong like with that. charging your crystals in the moon it's just not who i am so it's not me Aaron doing is. it it's like just now it's faux Aaron. that's yeah. what it was no it, it was, was my faux era faux era <laughs> not to be mistaken for the vietnamese dish faux oh. <laughs> sorry for a minute there <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> Like, oh uh, it's actually pronounced f. Okay, <laughs> Sorry. seriously, you fucking bogan I'll cut bitch. That out. <laughs> I'm cutting that. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't remember. No, yeah, I was. Whereas with Mellow, you were just like it was like survival mode. Get this kid like, out of me. We're getting through this pregnancy. We're in the well, middle of COVID. It was like Mellow's pregnancy was through that big kind of five month strict yeah. lockdown. Yeah. My whole pregnancy, like my mum saw me when I was like twenty five weeks pregnant and didn't see me again until I was like a few days postpartum. So sad. Yeah. So that was through that. And I was just, yeah, survival mode. It was when I was 36 weeks pregnant, Mars like busted his head open and I was holding him down in the ER for them to fucking glue his head shut. It was just like such a tumultuous time that I was like, there was no time for crystals. Absolutely Absolutely not. not. It probably would have felt better if there was time for Christmas, to be honest. Yeah. Um, But yeah, with masks, I was much more woo woo. And hand sanitizer. And oh my goodness, when I think back to that time, I just find it so funny. This is so off the topic, but I remember Tony and I, because we weren't meant to come to your house at all. Oh no. Like you weren't meant to have people in your home, but we lived in the same street across Mm. the road from each other. And so what we would do is. This is so nuts to me. Like, what the fuck? The government was really just had us in a chokehold. We would. I would leave my apartment. I would leave the apartment, come over, like sneak into your guys' house here. We would sit she in wouldn't, this very she loud She wouldn't room. even knock. She would text I me. I'd text you and be like, open the door now. So I could just sneak on in. Then five minutes later, Tony would come. So it would look like we weren't going to the same place together. That's so nuts. And, and then, then we'd, we'd sit in the lounge room with the blinds closed <laughs> because we were scared. <gasps> I can't believe that someone would dob us into the dob us in. That is so messed up. It Meanwhile, is. you're pregnant with a toddler. Like, of course, L- heavily pregnant. Over just so exhausted. Sanity. And having just so much anxiety about who was going to look after him when I just went yeah. into labor and when I was pregnant with Mellow I remember at 36 weeks like she dropped really low and I like thought that I lost my mucus plug which is like a 
I don't know. Look it up. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It's like a thick piece of like bloody kind of mucus that comes out usually yeah. in like the 48-ish hours before you go into labor. And um, I thought that I lost it. And, and I remember the midwife saying to me like, oh, like I think she might come a bit early or something. And I was like, oh, okay, yay, thank God, Mars was overdue. And so for five weeks, oh, I was like, any day now. Like, yeah. And she just never, never came, literally never came no, by herself. <laughs> I'm still pregnant. <laughs> um, She's two and inside of me. So but, but really yeah, so with Mars, I was very woo. But I think the, the thing with Mars was that I was quite scared of birth when I first got pregnant. Yeah. And the only way for me to like really be comfortable, trust myself, be excited to give birth was to kind of be a bit woo-woo. I was to be like my body that. my body is like a like it can do this yeah. like I believe in my own like power, like to be really kind of like in tune and yeah. woo woo with my body. I feel like that's the only thing, like that's the main thing that got me through labor and being yeah. like relaxing your face will relax the other muscles in your body. Like mm. literally got me through labor. Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with people finding meaning or joy in, in crystals or stones or whatever. Like, Especially if you're pregnant, I think like, yeah. Do what you need to do. I, I do weird things all the time. Like, we, we both will you be are like, a touch, touch wood. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think everyone does that. Yeah, but obviously that's not actually doing anything. But in well, your mind... prove it. it <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah. Talk through each of the days briefly. Tell us a little bit about your the day you gave birth to Mars and the day you gave birth to Mello. Okay, very briefly. So the day I gave birth to Mars, as I already mentioned, I had Metamucil the night before. I'm convinced that's what did it. I woke up. I had like a little kind of cramp. I thought that I needed to poo because of the mm. Metamucil, but um, Enrico was a asleep. Baby shot out. No. <laughs> but Enrico was asleep, so I quickly started to um, kind of track the contractions, and they were always very regular. Like mm. the first time I started writing them, they came every seven minutes like clockwork. Um, and then I eventually woke Enrico up and I was like, I think I'm in labor. And I just like got in the shower, hung out at home for a while. I remember he called you and was yes. like, Aaron's in labor. And then I was getting really excited. And I remember him telling me to just like calm down and not to be like that. Oh my God. Lord. Yeah. Still obviously triggered by that. Fuck you. Enrico. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> obviously I just I'm want the baby that. to come. He was just being very like mindful of the energy. He was like. You weren't even there. And no, I, was, I literally wasn't even there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so fast forward, kind of like hung out at home for a bit until I felt like the pain was getting a bit much. So funny. I remember being in the car on the way to hospital and being like, yeah, like it hurts, but like, it's not that bad. Like people are being Mm. a little bit dramatic, (laughs) um, which is so funny because it just is that bad. Um, anyway, we got to the hospital. One of my favorite parts for my labor with Mars is by the time we made it to the hospital, the contractions were like even more intense. And I was like, okay, struggling to kind of walk through them now. Like Mm. I I wasn't like easily able to just like trot along mid contraction. Uh, And this beautiful lady who, I don't know, maybe she was an angel or something, but she was walking towards us. She had her hands behind her back, which is really giving your mom. so Jenny Wilson. Very much so. You know what? It's so funny. Two times in my life where I can really think like, wow, that person's really calmed me down was when Mars hit his face the other week and that lady reminded me so much of your mum. And then in this moment when this lady also reminded me a lot of your mum, maybe I see her as like a calming kind of presence. She really is. She is. Anyway, I I walked into the hospital. Always take her to the doctor with me if there's something wrong. Yeah. I walked into the hospital and I was 
strolling towards the birth unit and I kind of got a really bad contraction and she had her hands behind her back and she was just very slowly walking towards me and she gave me this like beautiful kind of like calming smile and she's like oh darling like I know it hurts and she just kind of like moved Enrico out of the way and like took my arm (laughs) didn't like shove him but she was just like she took my arm and she just walked me into the birth unit handed me over to a midwife like wished me luck and left and it was just so nice like it just was like oh like I think I really needed that Mm -hmm. going in because I was a bit nervous, like, of course. course. And she was just so loving. Like, I didn't even know her. Like, it was just, it was so sweet. I'm assuming she was a midwife, but I don't Mm. know. But anyway, so lovely. Uh, And then we went in and they popped some monitors on to check that everything was okay. And I remember they sat me down on a bed. And within, like, probably a minute and a half of me sitting down, I felt like a gush of liquid come out not a gush that's dramatic but just like it felt like I weed myself but I couldn't stop it and I remember like pulling back my undies to look and see what it was and I was already wearing a pad thankfully oh, nice. and it the room was dark so the pad looked dark in color so I thought that it was blood and I like very was very panicked and I said to Enrico oh my god like get the midwife like it's all blood and he was like what and so he went and got her and she came and she said oh if it's dark in color like that could be um meconium and which is like when a baby like poos in your uterus I guess Mm. yeah beautiful thank you Moz um anyway so she's like pop the pad on the counter and I'll have a look which is like a very confronting thing to do just like lay your pad on on a sink Mm. for someone to go and observe I was like I felt kind of uncomfortable about it at first but She's about to see a lot more than my pad, let me She's tell you. She's about to see your whole vagina. The inside of the my inside body. The inside of your vagina. She's going to probably put her hands inside your vagina Maybe. also. Well, she didn't, crazy. thankfully for her. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she wasn't the and same midwife. And she's probably going to wipe poo away from your bum hole. Probably. surely you shit yourself a bit when you give birth. You do. Um, anyway, she was really lovely. She said that she was a mum of six. So I was like, okay, she's got this. Oh, slay. Yeah, again. she said she was a mum of six vaginally birthed children. So I was like, I think I'll be okay in your hands. Anyway, but because there was meconium, he then had to be monitored the whole time. And when a baby, when you are monitored the whole time at this particular hospital I was at, you couldn't go in the water because they weren't waterproof. Yes. So I couldn't go in the bath. I couldn't go in the shower. Um, I did sit on the toilet a lot because I found, kind of found that nice. But long story short, we set up the room really nice, like salt lamp, tunes, some fake little candles the hospital had. Um probably some crystals um definitely crystals and then we went through the throes of labor it started off you know kind of intense not too bad kind of like an aggressive period pain and progressively became like what I would say is basically unbearable pain (laughs) uh but not for long the unbearable part doesn't last long forever yeah. yeah and you forget about it so quickly sort of uh one thing so because I didn't want the epidural at one point I did start being like probably going to need that uh, if this gets much worse which in hindsight that would have been whilst I was transitioning um so I do know that now which is kind of helpful but at the time I just thought that was going to go on forever and I did change midwives halfway through to like a 22 year old that had no kids so that left me feeling a little uh vulnerable vulnerable. but she was incredible like Mm. at the end of it she was amazing I mean I think everyone says that about their midwives well I hope so like people who have good experiences generally have great midwives I think um anyway 
So they said to me, oh, well, let's try this thing called sterile water injections. Like it's kind of like an alt pain relief. It's, mm. It basically applies sterile water to the pressure points in your back, kind of like where your back dimples would be. And it's meant to relieve back pain from a posterior birth because that's yeah. what I was having. Uh, and that was probably the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Isn't it? Isn't the concept behind it that it's... Um like it applies the pressure, but in a way it's not actually relieving any pain. It's like a pain gate. Of, thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like a receptor thing. It's yes. Like, let's apply some pain or pressure here because it'll distract you from feeling the pain like in your uterus. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah. It was honestly so painful. And it's so funny because I was like, Oh, maybe like in hindsight, I was like, Oh, maybe I was being a bit dramatic, but there are times where I've seen people talk about it on like Instagram posts and literally all of the comments are like, I would never do this again. Like it was so painful. And my midwife said that she'd gotten them before for period pain. And so when she said that, I was like, Oh my God, period pain. That's, that is a cinch compared to what I'm going through right now. Give me the fucking sterile water injections. Yeah. And I remember saying to her after I gave birth, are you insane? You get those for period, your period pain, babe. Yeah. Take some fucking urophone. Yeah. I've had it. But anyway, the sterile water injections were brutal, like stung. They were so, so painful. Um, and then like 45 minutes after that, I said, I think I'm going to push this baby out. And I pushed for 45 minutes and out came Mars. Um, in the scheme of things, is that considered quite a long time? No, I think that would be considered... I think generally... Are you kidding me? People push for more than 45 minutes. I, again, do your research, but I'm pretty sure you can't push for more than two and a half hours. I feel faint thinking about that. Yeah. It felt... Because I think... Maybe it's average, but I think... I know that after pushing for kind of like a two-hour mark, they get... They start getting a little bit... Yeah, they start getting a little bit concerned about heart rates and stuff. After going through all of labor and then having to physically bear down and push for two hours. Yeah, lots of people push for that long. That's so But with Mars... Because I remember saying to them, like... I'm I'm sorry. Is this just another reason I'm not having children? (laughs) Well, you never know. You might only push for a minute and a half. You don't know. No. But I remember saying to them, oh, like, was that, like, a long time? Mm. How did I go in the scheme of things? Do I get, like, what kind of medal am I placing? Um, Bronze, And then she said, no, that's really good. Like, you know, as in, that's a good time. Like, it's not a long time to be pushing. And I was like, oh, cool. And it didn't feel like, like, it feels fairly quick. The thing for me is, like, a lot of people say pushing or a lot of people have said to me pushing is the hard part, like, before I went into labour with Mars. Yeah, I've heard people say it's, like, a satis- it's satisfying. Though. For me, it was, like, especially for someone who has, like, issues with control, mm. labour, like, contractions are so out of your control. They're so beyond the realm of, like, anything oh. you can control that it feels for me it was like almost distressing like I would say to them how many more like I I don't think I can do 10 more like tell me there's two more and they're like no one can tell you that they don't know Mm. you could be laboring for 24 hours what do they say to you just focus on this one just think about the one you're having right now like they're just right. trying to bring you back to the present like okay. try and get get through this one and Did then you worry find about that it helpful or were you like shut the fuck up bitch um a bit don't... of both yeah right. i was really nice I just in my labor with mars so angry well they they're like just take a deep breath and then enrico would be like just relax your face muscles like come on you're doing really well and they really encourage knowing how much pain you've been it's yeah. like when tony says to me at the gym 
just do one more, babe, one more. And I I never feel rage comparable. It's just makes yeah. me feel so angry. No, I think the thing is when you're in labor, it's like you'll take whatever you can Sorry, get. Sorry, I'm not trying to say that doing a squat at the gym with your boyfriend yelling at you to do one more is anything like giving <laughs> no, no, birth. No. no, but I just think in labor, like you will take anything you can get. Like you're in so much pain. It's yeah. like... I'll try you'll try anything mm. they're just and you know like there's so many those people are not standing there enjoying you in pain like they all no, want to help course. that was that was where my mind was at That's with nice Mars I think yeah. I was still crying and very loud and very distressed mm. a lot of the time in that last couple hours for sure but also I think comparatively my labor with Mars wasn't long it was 12 hours end to end and only about mm. five of active labor that's that's quite short yeah and so, yeah, and, but then, yeah, I pushed him out and... And what was that like, very like was. pushing him out? That's what I was going to say. Sorry. I found the pushing part, like, um, really empowering. I was like, mm. finally, I've spent, you know, at that point, probably like seven hours completely out of control. And now, like, it's up to me. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. if I want to get him out quick, I can get him out quick. Like, <laughs> it, I felt really empowered by that. Yeah, that's And cool. so pushing, like, it hurts, but... Obviously, you're in so much pain that it's like I it doesn't matter anymore. I would love to experience like pushing a baby. Pushing out of is like my favorite part of labor. I don't want to experience labor, but I would love to experience like the actual pushing of a baby. Honestly, out if boobs. I could cut out the labor and just push a baby out, it would be. I just don't think anything would compare to that. Yeah, that would it truly doesn't. be like in the thing incredible. with pushing. The wow. thing with That's pushing, so wild you've done that. Is that it stings. Yeah, okay. I'd prefer, like, stinging to, say, like, the aching to, of contraction or something. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, if you are if you are different, if you have a different answer and you prefer it the other way around. What's wrong with you? Or, yeah. I just, like, what? Like, mm. did I, like, I don't know if, if the posterior contractions, but then Mellow wasn't, so I don't know. But the stinging, the sting, though, when their head's coming out, it does really, they call it, like, the ring of fire. Yeah. Like, it, it hurts. Mm. And often that's when you do tear or have, like, you know things like that but also it's like but also it's like i've i've had two kids i've torn both times i don't ever Mm. think about it now i know i know i know um (laughs) and then this whole podcast is just aaron trying to convince me like come on it's fine (laughs) it's great No, but then um, that was Mars. And then very, very briefly, because Mellow's was so short, there's not much for me to say. But yeah. basically... No, sorry. I just want to, like, rewind a little bit. Like, what yeah. was it like like physically having all of Mars, like, fall out of your vagina? It feels like this sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. It's just like, you just feel like, ugh, like yeah. empty all of a sudden. I, I literally oh. don't know how to describe it. It is weirdly kind of satisfying. But then with the way I pushed Mars out, I was kind of like up on my knees, leaning on the back of the bed. And I remember she was like, take the baby or something. Mm. And I was like, how? And also people always talk about how they're like, just take the baby. And they're just like, oh my God. And you're just like infatuated immediately. Mm. But for me, I was like, someone else hold him for a fucking second. I'm so tired. Yeah. I was like, I am so tired. And I like took him and turned over and whatever, but I was just, you're like elated and exhausted. Like you're feeling so many emotions and you're also still like, did you have in a tiny bit of pain? Well, yeah. Did you have that overwhelming, you know, awe inspiring feeling of like love? That a lot of yes. people talk about. I think I did. Oh, it took nice. maybe like a minute or two for me to like turn over onto my back and like. Surely you're in a little bit of shock. This is the thing. You're feeling 
the extreme lengths of a couple of emotions, which I think puts you into shock. Like yeah. you're so ecstatic and elate and elated and like relieved. Mm. And then you're like shook. Yeah. You're also still kind of in pain. Like mm. it's just a lot and everyone in the room is talking everyone's excited there's a buzz like it's it's very overwhelming that's a lot um but with mars like i just remember looking at him and being like just relieved i just remember like oh you're here like yeah you feel so familiar to me like Mm. i already know you like giving him a big cuddle and just feeling like really calm yeah oh that's nice yeah I remember feeling like that, which was really nice. Then did people come and visit the same day? Oh, no, but we did visit the Are same day. Are you joking? Day. Sorry, babe. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not kidding. I gave birth at 20 past five. Like, that's when he came out of my vagina. I was still laying in the bed I gave birth yeah, in, covered head to toe in blood. And it yeah. was probably 6.30 when maybe 10 people walked into the room. <laughs> which, in hindsight, like, for me, a lot. when I say that to people, they're like, oh, that's a lot. And, like, I... Didn't mind it. Like, know, it didn't bother me at all. interesting because you it was are all like people introverted. I, I'm introverted, but it was all people I feel very, very yeah. close to and comfortable with. Mm. And I was, like, excited to show oh, yeah. him to people. You so also feel exciting. really proud of yourself. Mm. Like, I just pushed a literal human yeah, that is cool. out of a hole of my body. Like, you do feel really proud of yourself. Mm. But anyway. That's cool. Then Mellow was so different. so different. I went to the hospital the day before going into labor with Mello because I had what I thought reduced fetal movement, reduced fetal movement. Um, and they kind of said, you can go home and just monitor it and, you know, make sure they just told me some of the risks. And then I, in my little anxious brain, I was like, yeah, cool. I'm absolutely not going home. Hey. <laughs> um, so I did go home, but I went back the next day and they induced me and the form of induction they used, I don't remember what it's called, but they put basically, isn't it? yeah, they put like a little kind of piece of tape with a, like a tampon string onto the opening of your cervix to try and shorten and soften it and so they did that and they generally say that's the first step and then they'll put you on a syntocin drip which is a bit more aggressive and then that will help labor get started so they did that um and i don't know why but i remember like at so they did that at like four o'clock and at nine o'clock i did not feel one thing and i mm. went into the toilet and i did a wee and the minute the wee was out of my body labor started that's so weird so i have no funny. idea why if it's like something to do with the pressure of the bladder or something i don't know yeah. but the second it did, I felt a Some cramp. Some people do find that, like, prior to going into labour, their body just really clears out. Yeah. Like, they... Mine hasn't done that, they like... They shit a lot. And mine like, hasn't done that. Like, I haven't mm. pooed before labour either time. I wish I did, because then I wouldn't <laughs> feel so anxious. Yeah, <laughs> and then I wouldn't feel so anxious about pooing in labour, <laughs> which you don't think about, like, when you're actually in labour. I didn't mm. think about it. Um, but then I... Yeah, so I went into labor at about 9.30. I would say I started feeling cramps by 10.30. So in that hour, I went from only being zero to like three centimeters dilated, but having contractions for a minute, a minute and a part, basically back to back, so much more painful than with Mars. And I don't know if that's because of the shock my body was forced into jumping from one extreme to another so like quickly. Yeah. Or if induction hurts more, I don't know. 
in my opinion it does but that's just because of my experience i do, i have i feel like i have heard that in other people's podcasts and things like that what they say that when they're induced there is just no break between contractions so you're not having that moment to kind of like regroup and yeah that's and, what i found yeah and i remember the midwife saying to me like if your body keeps doing this and your cervix doesn't open we do have to stop like give you a like needle to st- essentially like slow down the wow. labor because mm you're you're going to put your body into shock and I was like oh great like my mm. body's doing all the work and nothing's going to happen mm. um so that was at about 10 30 and I was I think I was on FaceTime like with you and Rick just crying yeah and you guys were just sitting here having a drink yeah sorry wow um and then no it's so funny what's a gal and a guy to do yeah <laughs> pay for me <laughs> no we were we Get were down having your babies and we were we were having prayer group yeah cute together um anyway so then and i the one thing i had with mellow that i didn't have with mars was a tens machine that yes made such a big difference so you're an me. advocate for the tens big advocate for the mm-hmm. tens big well, big 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 advocate for the tens don't think i would have survived labor with mellow i mean obviously i would have but i would have been much more distraught i think if i didn't have it also adding that enrico wasn't there because i was induced so i was in a ward and because of covid we couldn't have a birth partner in the ward they could only be in the birth suite to me i know so the bulk of my pain was done like by myself essentially and the midwife i I remember i kept begging her like please don't leave the room like please stay with me like i was just in so much pain and she's like i'm so sorry honey like she was like 19 like she was so young but she's like i'm so sorry like i have other patients like i'll be back as soon as i can like Mm. i'm gonna be right back and i was just crying i was like it hurts so much anyway they checked me again and they said yeah you're about four to five centimeters like you're really they didn't say you're not far but like that's not far doesn't feel far and i said i i'm just gonna need the epidural take me downstairs give me the epidural get me settled enrico can come Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. They said, that's fine. Let's do that. That's a good idea. Maybe it'll like calm your body down as well. So they put me in a wheelchair and wheeled me downstairs. And I just got the wards. We must've passed. That would have heard me just absolutely screaming. I was sobbing loudly, like loud, Aww. loud crying all the way through the <laughs> hospital, like crazed kind of crying. Like the things that you do or say in labor, you're just so out of your like yeah. right mind. Like mm. it's just, anyway, they get me to a birth suite and midwife comes in, introduces herself. I'm like, hi, sorry for screaming and crying in your face. Mm. Like not really that sorry about it. And they put me in a gown and they say, okay, the epidural lady, whatever she's called, she's coming in. Thank you. She's coming in in a moment. I'm just going to get your stuff ready. Let's call your husband. So I call Enrico at like 11-ish and I think, and he comes and he gets there about 11.15, something like that. And he walks in the room. I remember him like strolling in slowly with his AirPods in. And I was, I was like, help me. Like I was like so (laughs) upset and he like just took his AirPods out and like quickly rushed over and like was trying to like rub my back and like press on my hips. But I was so beyond the point of like controlling the pain. I was crying. I remember kicking the chair in front of me because I just didn't know where to put the pain. Like Mm. I was like, I don't know what to do. And it's interesting because in hindsight, my body was going from five to 10 centimeters in the time span of about 25 minutes. (gasps) So the pain was each contraction was the pain was just shot through the roof. Like, Mm. 
I just like I can't explain it except you know when you kick your toe and you just want to punch something yes I felt that exact feeling but like times a million oh. like you just don't know what to do with the pain there was nowhere for me to put it except to scream or kick something or cry okay and then the midwife said to me okay I'm gonna leave the room and I'll be right back and as soon as she said that I said to her no 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 no, no, no baby's coming and she was like I checked you 25 minutes ago, babes. You were about five centimeters. The baby's absolutely not coming. And I said, no, yeah, she is. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> she is, she is. And she said to me, oh, let me have a quick look. And I remember all I could do, I was sitting up on the side of the bed and all I could do was just like flop to my side and like lift up <laughs> my leg. I couldn't move. And I did. And she's like, oh my gosh. Yep. There's her head. Like, let's wow. do it. Let's push her out. And Mellow, I pushed her out in three minutes. Wow. Literally one push for the head, one push for the body. Done. So Mars, I felt that like body, like physical relief of pushing him out. I was in absolute shock when Mm. I pushed Mellow out. Like 30 minutes is absolutely not enough for your body to go from five centimeters to 10 centimeters to holding a baby. I was just, I literally didn't know what to do with myself. Mm. I was just sitting there like heavy breathing in like just shock. The, the, bloody anaesthetist came in the room like to give me the epidural and I was like holding holding a a baby it was it was a lot it was Mm. a lot Mellow's hurt so much more and I was in so much more shock but straight after the shock wore off like within you know minutes Mm. I was like cool can I go home yeah I want to go home I have another baby like I'm feel physically fine they stitched up a small tear I said let me do a wee let me have a shower I'm gonna go home and she's like have to pass urine you have to pass urine and you have to stand up right and like do a lap of the room or something right like you have to walk past urine and like drink water or something or eat something what was it like passing urine so it's awkward like oh they have to watch you yeah well they don't have to watch you pass urine but she said if you want to leave it's a four-hour observation so we have to observe mum baby for four hours post-birth which is fine and I was like, that's fine. It was like midnight. She was born right before, like 11.57 yeah. or something. So I was like, yeah, well, logically, I'm not going to leave now. Like, I'll leave in the like early morning, 5 a.m. See, Mars when he wakes up. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. He was well and truly awake. Yeah. <laughs> um, At 4.30 a.m., screaming for his mother and his father. Uh, luckily, when I took it was him to only the an hour before. <laughs> I know. And it was that just That was shook. so funny. He like, he woke up and he was like, we, I do we. So I was like, yes, darling. I was like trying to... He'd just toilet trained. Just toilet trained. So I took him in. I sat him on the toilet. And he must have like kind of woken up more when he was on the toilet. And then he like clocked that it was me. And he was like, Nimmy? <laughs> he literally said it like that. He was like, Nimmy? Nimmy? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, darling, it's me. I was like, here we go. Me, love me. Three, two, one. I remember you messaged and said like, are you guys going okay or something? And we were like, yeah. And then I said to Rick, like, ask her if Mars is awake. And you replied being like, no rush. Yeah, he's awake. Like it was like (laughs) 5am. You would have been screaming like, and I was like, okay, like, let's go, let's go, let's get ready to go. Um, And I remember the midwife. So at like 2am, the midwife said, all you have to do, like wait the four hours and you have to stand up for me. She's like, why don't you stand up and have a shower? 
and you can try and do a wee in the shower because you have to do a wee before you go. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So they take you into the hospital. She helped me like walk into the hospital. It was the first time I'd stood up since birth. So I kind of was a bit wobbly and she like walked me into the hospital bathroom to have a shower. And for anyone who hasn't been in a hospital, in a birth suite bathroom, it's just like a big open room, basically with like mm. a tub in the middle. There's no like shower area or toilet area. It's just a big open room. And she goes to me, um, yeah, just like do a wee. And I was like, what? And she's like, so basically she's just asking me to At p- what moment piss in on time? the floor in the middle of the room. Oh my God. Like the shower was on, but oh. you're just in the middle of an open room. There's no well, sections in this in bathroom. Shower, so like, no, but it's just like with the midwife standing a meter away from me with a towel, oh. just staring daggers at me. <laughs> just staring at your vagina. I just could. I was like, I felt I'm so uncomfortable. I was wondering at what point you would have had the opportunity to drink enough water to like do a decent wee wee. You, they make you drink water before. Oh, they before. make you drink water. Yeah, you, they, as soon as I had Melo, the first thing I said was like, I need to eat something. She made me a grilled cheese or something. Mm, and then she yum. gave me a big cup. I remember thinking, she handed me the grilled cheese and I remember thinking, oh God, the perioral dermatitis is not going to like this. <laughs> oh um, and then she gave me like a big cup of water. So then it was like oh, an hour okay. later when I went into the bathroom and she was like, do a wee. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just felt awkward standing there in a big open room with her staring at me, <laughs> trying to do a wee on the floor. Yeah, that's. And I did a wee and this massive blood clot came out. Beautiful. And just put blood all over the bathroom. So that was, you know, delightful. Um, But then, yeah, she was like, cool, good job, babe. Um, Off you go. We went home at 5 a.m. And that was so nice going home straight away. I really enjoyed just like coming home and healing at home and being like just in my safe space with you. Yeah, it was so – that is like one of my most like – precious memories yeah me too call man just like cuddle puddle on the lounge Enrico actually fell asleep on his knees like with just his head his <laughs> knees on the ground with just his head on the lounge yeah he must have been exhausted he was so tired um no it's just funny because we were like woke him up and he was like oh did I fall asleep like this <laughs> um it was, was so funny. nice Marzi went to school and we just like laid on the couch and just slept and I just like held mellow and it was so beautiful it was just, such nice she just day. bonded with her mother's scent me yeah. um <laughs> so lovely that no, was so nice yeah it was no it was really nice it's like one of my favorite memories too yeah um is there anything that you feel like you would do differently if you were gonna have another baby is there anything you would change um everything in hindsight obviously everything is kind of easier to answer I think I would have a TENS machine with Mars because I had one with Mellow and it made a big difference and I would probably not get induced with Mellow okay I'd probably try and like give myself a few more days I was 41 weeks when I was induced which is also like I was overdue it's not like she wasn't ready to be born or anything yeah but I just wonder what type of labor I would have had if I had have let my body just like do its thing naturally um but also the induction helped with like planning for Mars because Mars was here and I needed someone to look after him because mum couldn't come but anyway yeah maybe the tens for Mars and no induction for Melo maybe if I like if I could do it again yeah um is there anything that you wish you had had with you for either births um for Mars probably the tens machine yeah um I don't think anything else I didn't like his birth. I was so like well prepped for in terms of having things. Um, Actually something postpartum is I wish that I had period undies with Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so uncomfortable wearing fucking basically wearing a nappy for like Mm. four weeks. Um, 
mellow it was such a whirlwind like time um yeah but then it's like also it's quick so it's over um Enrico I don't know yeah Yeah. not really just like maybe more ease like it was it was a bit it was a bit of a shock Mm. but nothing like really tangible with her I don't think yeah um, what is something that you're really glad that you had with you for either births? For I feel like for Melo's birth, you had like nothing with you. I didn't. I only had the tens machine, yeah. which was great. Uh, and for Mars, I think people. Like I had both of our mums and Beth and Enrico, mm. and everyone just was manning their stations. You know, yeah. someone was feeding me ice chips. Someone was holding a heat pack on my back. Someone was massaging my legs. Someone was kind of like being like a soothing sort of presence, like. Or they all managed everything else in the room and me so that Enrico could just 100% focus on, like, my experience and me getting through it. So probably people, just, like, mm. hands. Lots yeah. of hands to help out. Yeah. Um, made a big difference. Amazing. And final question, do you have a, a top labour tip? I said I was going to say this on the fly and I haven't thought of anything. Um, I think my top labour tip is... Learn about the process of labor before you yeah. go into labor. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And I think the more you know, the more you're going to feel comfortable with the phases of labor as they happen. I, I really was able to be like, oh, I think I'm transitioning. Oh, yeah. I, I like, I feel like I'm here. I can make this choice because I know that the water injections are available. Don't do it. But I knew that they were there. <laughs> um, I just felt more empowered. I think mm. I didn't go in being like, whatever happens, happens. Like what, what's, what's this, what's happening here? Which I think works for some people. It does. But for me personally, I, I think the more, you know, the more you feel empowered to make decisions and make choices that suit you, whether yeah. no matter what birth you're having, I think if you're having a C-section, get familiar with what they do and what yeah, happens in the process. And, and there are so many podcasts you can listen to and videos you can watch. And same with vaginal births, same with getting an epidural, like, same with a home birth, just become really familiar with like what your body's going to go through and the process of it. I think that would be my top tip. I think that's what's helped me both times. Yeah. Um, and even helped postpartum just to understand the phases that your body goes through after you have a baby mm. and what's normal and what's not and what to call the midwife about and as in for your body, not the baby. Um, I think that would be my top tip. Amazing. Lovely. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, we love the birth story. We do. And now you've got two big cuties in your life. I know. And it's all just a distant memory and they're probably going to be in high school tomorrow. <laughs> I hope not. Um, I don't know. Melo's pretty smart. She's pretty smart. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's, um, that's all we've got for today. We'll be yes. back in your ears next yeah, week. Yeah, next week we're going to do a little sort of skincare up. Just a skincare up. What am I saying? What is wrong with my mouth okay. today? We need a big deep We're going breath. to do a skincare app. We're going to look at our glowing on a budget. Tips. And we both have different budgets. I.e. Naomi has no budget and I have a strict budget. Yeah, so it'll, it won't really be glowing on a budget for me. <laughs> it'll just be glowing. It'll just be hashtag glowing. Come glow with us. All right. Bye. See ya.